and thank you very, very much indeed. Now, uh, new provisions reducing the amount of time married couples have to live apart before they're able to get a divorce will come into effect this week. And the barrister, uh, Irene Sands, can talk us through some of the changes. By the way, I should have said with my manners uh, that we've been joined by Tony O'Brien in studio, former DG of the HSE, and we'll be talking to him uh, later on about cervical check. The end of the report from her. Now, t- a, a quick explainer so on we, this one. Uh, we had a referendum back in May of this year in terms of whether we were happy to change the time limit. If I can put it very simply, change the time limit that uh, has to pass before you're eligible to apply for divorce. So when the divorce referendum was passed way back in 95, um, you had to originally be separated, living separate and apart for four out of the last five years. Now, the world has moved on um, and we're, we move at a much different pace now. And it's, it's probably reflected in the figures that divorce referendum actually only passed by a margin of a percent at the time. Yeah. This referendum passed by 82%. So it was a huge amount of people were in favour of this. The amendment basically means that instead of having to wait for four years and be separate from your from your ex-partner for four years, you now only have to be uh, living separate and apart for two out of the last three. Supposing you're in negative equity so, and you need a roof over your head. Which is a very surprisingly uh, common occurrence uh, in, in terms of cases that come before the court. So you can have a couple that are separated um, but maybe because they have children or like that they're in negative equity they're not in a financial position to literally have one person move out of the home. They remain residing under the one roof and that is actually much more common than people would probably think when couples are separating. Um, But it has also changed the definition of living separate and apart. So what it has now is that we have to wait two years out of the previous three and it has defined living apart and it has clarified what that means. So you can still live separate and apart but live under the same roof. Right. Um, And that really is going to impact a huge amount of couples because really with with the, the fall after the Celtic Tiger, people were not financially able to separate physically from one another. Um, but they were living very separate and apart lives. And the other thing is that they're saying um, the Act, which has come into force at the start of December, is that um, living apart, that the relationship doesn't necessarily cease to be an intimate relationship merely because it's no longer a sexual relationship. So there are plenty of couples who are very happily married and in a very intimate relationship but may not necessarily be a sexual relationship. Um, so it covers that And would all that well. have to be discussed in the court? No, not necessarily. Um, what really you have to fulfil the criteria um, and the criteria has been made much easier that's that's the long and short of it um, it links in with the Cohabitees uh, Act that came in in 2010 in terms of same sex marriage and cohabiting couples so it has brought the position much more in line with the modern position overall Right What's our divorce rate like? Very low 1 in 10 um, so we have one of the lowest rates in the world actually but what and I was thinking about this what you have there's also a mechanism for judicial separation and people opt for that that time limit has also been reduced down now to one year Um, but an awful lot of people I suppose traditionally and dare I say it traditionally older people um, who are living separate and apart from one another have been living apart for maybe 20 years but they don't want to divorce from one another Um, those are people who have opted to be judicially separated but right. it doesn't entitle them to remarry so they actually they've moved on they have different partners they're in different houses but they, they won't you know they, they sort of have the traditional view that when they married somebody they married them and whilst they're living separate and apart 
they don't want a formal divorce and the judicial separation allows for that in terms of division of assets and that also is now on a much quicker time scale. Right. And does that give more or less the same rights as a full divorce would give? It, it does essentially save for the, well, the, right the ability to remarry, to remarry uh, broadly speaking but a judicial separation really deals with kind of the, the ins and outs, the nitty gritty, the assets, the financials, maybe maintenance, custody, access, those type of things. It, it predominantly deals with the actual nitty gritty of a reality of a separation yeah, as yeah. opposed to the legalities. Yeah, no, not, not a pleasant uh, business to be going through. Uh, it was a, such a divisive um, thing. Do you remember um, Hello Divorce Bye Bye Daddy? That, that I don't think, I do you tell me, happened. Well, not from my own experience in terms of what's coming before the courts. And not only do... So I, I wouldn't like people to think that they have to be bound by these timelines. There's what we would call interim orders can be made. So if a couple decide to separate tomorrow, but they, they're not eligible for a divorce for three years, there can be orders put in place in terms of maintenance for children, access for children, and, and those are utilised all the time. So you will hear people in and out of the, and it's it's actually a very positive thing that family law courts are now being covered in the papers and yeah. people are allowed in. Obviously, you can't identify anyone. It, yes. But it's made it much more relatable to people who understand there's access in and out all the time, guardianship, custody, welfare of children, where they go to school. All of those things now are, are, are matters that both parents have a say in. So right. it it didn't, it de- well, not in my experience, I don't think it led to, to Bye Bye Daddy. Right. Maybe to some people's well, disappointment. I think, <laughs> um, I think that the current generation of daddies are much more hands-on. Proactive. On. Yeah. Yeah, they're much more proactive at, at exercising their rights, to be fair. Yeah. Um, the but interesting thing is it, that at the time, a, a man that might have been expected to go against it, John Bruton was very much in favour of it. I... I, I for for me as a practitioner and the general sense for practitioners across the board is that this is a positive move. We're li- we're we're just living in very very different times, um, where everything moves at a much quicker pace. And when you have people who have to hang on for four years before they can draw a line under that particular chapter in their life, it's just it's not a reality anymore. You know, yeah. by the t- often you'll see couples coming in on very good terms with one another. They may both have new partners. Some people have new babies, and they're all coming to court together on on the day of the divorce. And it's actually a very positive thing because t- so much time has elapsed. But this lets them literally get on with their lives right. legally on a much quicker And tell quicker me, basis. on that four years changing to two years, what what kind of delay is there in other countries? How long do you have to wait to apply? Well, you, you would I hear... I saw the, one of them was three months. You have the quickie divorces in the States where, the, you know, they can be a matter of days. They never wanted that position here in Ireland because there has to be various steps that have to go through in terms of is there a prospect of reconciliation? Is there something that can be mediated? There are other remedies that have to be sort of exhausted before we allow the, the divorce trigger to be pulled, essentially. Um, so there, there are... There are various time limits around the world but I, th- I think what we've taken is a very reasonable approach I think two years is is enough time to let the hurt maybe go out of it to allow and the heat of battle and the heat exactly and to allow a lot of those issues be mediated and in two years a lot of people really have sort of bedded down into their new routines with access or with children you know two years is long enough for that to happen or should be long enough anyway well, right well well, that's what the, the view that the um, that the the electorate took. Uh, we're going to do something on the weather very shortly. Do you want me to take a break before it? Yeah. Listen, thanks for that. I'll come back to you on the other matters, as they say, later. But now we'll take a break. 
podcast, The Marion Finucane Show, at rte.ie slash radio. Mm-hmm.